Gophers football locks up new commit who held 30 offers. Also, why PJ Fleck is built for success and why we're in store for at least 10 wins in the 23 season. And finally, the keys to the Gophers' victory in the Frozen Four versus Mankato. That's coming up right here on Locked on Golden Gophers. No matter what happens, no matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Uh, whatever turns out, however it turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. And then when it does turn out, good or bad, we're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. Welcome in, beautiful people, listening to the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Rob. You can check me out on Twitter at the number four Kane Rob video. And while you're tuning in, be sure to follow and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts, if that's Spotify, if that's Apple Podcasts, or anything else. Be sure to give us a follow, and we're going to get started right away with the good news. Let me bring you that good news, and that is that the Gophers football program gained a new commit in Darius Taylor. Darius Taylor was a three-star kid, and don't get caught up by the three stars, because the kid held 30 offers. That's right, 30 offers This guy was holding as a recruit. He was one of the highest recruits in the Midwest when it came to prioritizing by multiple schools. Now, he was offered by not only the Gophers, but he was offered by a handful of Big Ten conference rivals. That includes Michigan State, UW-Madison, Iowa, Rutgers, Purdue, in Maryland, all in the Big Ten. And not only that, but he held an offer from Cincinnati, who was just coming off of a college football playoff game. If that doesn't tell you how big of a win this commitment is, then you're not paying attention. Because those guys, when they have that many offers, haven't trended to come to Minnesota. But PJ Fleck has been changing the culture here slowly but surely. Now let's talk about Darius Taylor. Darius Taylor is going to be a senior this year. So he still has his entire senior season of football to get better. But let's look at his junior season this past season where he had 136 carries for 1,379 rush yards along with 621 receiving yards and 24 total touchdowns. And two of those touchdowns were a kick return touchdown and a fumble recovery touchdown. Now, not only that, but he did it on the other side of the ball. The man had four interceptions. I mean, he is exactly what he was rated as across the country, which was an athlete. He was rated as an athlete position. And that is exciting because you know he's talented. You know that he has athleticism. And as you've seen from his junior stats, he can do it all. But the thing that stood out that was really nice to see was his yards per carry at that high school level was 11 yards per carry. That's phenomenal. I don't care if it's the high school level. That is a phenomenal yards per carry 
which shows that he is, wasn't just dinking and dunking down the field. He wasn't just picking up little gains here and there, but the kid is explosive and he can hit the big run. Now, as I said, he's a three-star prospect. He was a top 30 in the class, according to 24-7 Sports, and he's from the state of Michigan. Now, I tuned in recently with his commitment announcement. He did an interview with Clint Cosgrove over at Rivals, and there were some interesting things that came from that interview that I want to share with you, the folks that are rowing along with me here as Gopher fans. One thing Clint Cosgrove asked was the reason why he picked Minnesota and why he wanted to be here. And it was interesting because he actually referred to things outside of the sport, which you love to hear because it shows that he's picking this city and this program for more than just the pro, more than just the sport. He said a big reason why he was coming here was because it's a major city with great job opportunities. And he's not wrong. We have a lot of Fortune 500 companies right here in Minnesota. And the fact that he's thinking about that as a senior in high school focused on playing football, that is great to see. It's a smart young man, and I'm excited that he is excited about that. He also mentioned the great facilities, but he mentioned one gopher that he really connected with on his visit here, and that is none other than Bucky Irving. As I said, he's listed as an athlete, and many schools were recruiting him as a running back. In the interview with Rivals, uh, Cosgrove had asked him what were the Gophers' intentions as he's been told for him. And he stated that the team will be using him in the backfield with some slot work and also doing return work. So they're going to get use of all of that athletic ability. He said he really connected with Coach Burns and Coach Harbaugh. Those are the coaches he most connected with on his trips here. And his next plans are to finish his senior year and he is ready to play for both a Big Ten championship and a national championship. And that's what I like to hear. That's what we all like to hear here in Minneapolis, Minnesota, is that we want these Gopher players ready to play for a national championship, not just a Big Ten championship, but a national championship. And those dreams might be lofty, but if you don't dream it, you can't achieve it. So I love this pickup. I am excited for him to get to work. And the final message he had in that interview was his message to Gopher fans is he can't wait to get on campus and just know that he is working. And I don't doubt that. I'm really excited for the kid Darius Taylor, the newest and latest commit from the 2023 class. Now, what does this do for our program? This really bolsters the running back room that will likely be led by Marquise Bucky Irving once Darius is actually on campus. He's probably likely to serve more of a backup role. He could even be the third, potentially fourth back, but he'll probably be in that room with Bucky Irving, Zach Evans, and himself. And that'll probably, he'll likely work into a rotation for some touches. He's currently 5'11", 187. It's a little bit smaller, especially on the weight side of things, but he will likely put on more muscle in his senior year because, as we said, he's still got a full season of high school football left. And then, once he enters the program, he's going to put on more weight, healthy weight at that. So don't be surprised to see him around 205 once he gets to his first spring ball in 2024, barring an early enrollment. 
We're ready for you, Darius, and we know that you're ready to row just like we are. And we're not done talking about the Golden Gophers football because next up, we are going to discuss why P.J. Fleck is built for success. And this season, the Gophers are in for at least 10 wins. You heard it here first, and we're going to talk about that next. But first, I want to know, do you like chocolate? Do you like the taste of a cinnamony churro, a coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie? Those aren't your flavors? How about mint brownie, coconut almond, white chocolate cookies and cream? These are all different flavors of Built Bar. That's right. Our friends over at Built Bar are doing something truly amazing by making a protein bar that tastes delicious and is good for you. Now let's compare it to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories and 30 grams of sugar. This only has 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, plus 17 grams of protein. This is my jam when I'm finishing up my workout, and if you haven't tried it yet, you truly should. And boy, do we have a deal for you, because our friends over at Built Bar are offering you 15% off when you use the promo code LOCKED15. So go over to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Now, we're not done talking about football yet because, Gopher fans, football is beginning. It is spring season, and we're loving it. I'm talking Mickey D's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We are loving it. But that's not the only thing we're loving because, as Gopher fans, we are loving PJ Fleck. And if you're not... I truly want to understand why. Because he's brought together not only a strong culture for this program, but he's bringing success, which we haven't seen as a Gopher football program in quite a while. Now, that's not to say we haven't had a few years, a handful of years of success, but what we are seeing is more consistent and it is showing itself Year after year. Now, yes, there was the COVID season. We'll get back to that. But what PJ Fleck is doing is phenomenal for the program. And in his spring ball first press conference, there were things that Coach Fleck mentioned that I have true respect for his process. See, in college football and at the professional level, many coaches focus directly on cut-ups, broken down by certain player cut-ups, certain situation cut-ups, certain motions, certain formations, certain pass zones, coverages, etc. Now, all of those, you can run different cut-ups, and there is a phenomenal video programs that these programs are using in order to do this in half the time that it has taken coaches of previous decades. There are tons of reports that are constantly being run on both your next opponents and yourself. All that is to say, you're not only scouting who you're going to play, but you're always consistently self-scouting as well to figure out what your opponent may try to take advantage of or expose based off of your previous game results or, in the off-season's case, previous season results. And we can talk about this process more throughout 
the off season, I can dive in. But honestly, the whole process is like a chess game. And I know this firsthand because I was the person uploading and managing all the video for a collegiate football program, creating those cutups and creating reports. And that is why what PJ Fleck pointed out really stood out to me. He said, in the off season, he is not just watching the TV copy or the cutups, but he is fully diving back in and watching the games. He's taking every second of the game to analyze the flow from the first play to the last. And he's placing himself in the environment once again and essentially getting a second glance at where he went right and wrong based on the natural flow of the game. And he's analyzing how both he and his players reacted in those real life moments. Now that process of learning is something you don't see often because it is a grind, a deep and intricate grind. And lots of folks after last season just hit those cutups. So this was really intriguing to me and it really gave me a lot of faith that this development and this success that we are seeing as a program right now isn't fluky. It's something that's going to continue to build as long as we continue to hold on to PJ Fleck as our head coach, which is a great improvement from what the Gophers are used to in the past. Now, even further, PJ Fleck discussed that the number of wins do not create a successful season, but rather, how did you get to the number that you achieved? What were the circumstances at hand and what adversity did you overcome? What errors or what flaws did you slip up on? And analyzing these in depth is what truly helps determine a successful season. And it is in that mindset which leads me to believe that the Gophers are going to be very successful in 2022. Bias aside, of course I'm a Gopher fan, but bias aside, there is a legitimate reason to expect 10 plus wins. The first being the history of past seasons with PJ Flick. Now, outside of the COVID season, I mean, look at the past three years. The COVID season, we still saw flashes, we still saw some success, but there were outlying circumstances like injury. We had a handful of injuries, and then COVID was truly taking out huge portions of our roster which might be more helpful, as we mentioned in yesterday's show, to the depth and those young guys having experience being able to play during that season. But if you look at the two seasons that book ended that COVID season, it's extremely promising. We had an 11-win season and we had a 9-win season. And even in that 9-win season, it could have been another 11-win season, which I'll jump right back to. But second, I want to talk about the next point, which is the return of Kirk Soroka at offensive coordinator. He was our offensive coordinator in 2019 with our best offensive output in probably the last decade. And the thing that really stuck out was his previous balance within the offense, and he really helped bring out the success of our pass game which helped in turn our running game open up even more. So no, the yardage wise, it wasn't like last year where we were just ground and pound and running the ball down people's throats, but we still had a great amount of success in the run game with Kirk Soroka. So the return of that balance between the run and pass game is going to be important for the Gophers coming into the 2022-23 season. 
And then lastly, it's big production players that are returning to full health. Guys like Mo Ibrahim, guys like Christian Ottman Bell. I mean, look at what Mo Ibrahim did to the Ohio State defense in the first game of the season prior to being injured. That man was ready for a breakout, and I believe he's ready for it again this year, barring health. And then Christian Ottman Bell was coming off of what PJ Flex says was the best offseason program he had seen from a wide receiver in his time here at the University of Minnesota. Now, that's including time spent with Tyler Johnson, time spent with Rashad Bateman. And of course, yes, he could coach speak, but PJ Fleck isn't really known to coach speak to that extent. And so Christian Amon Bell being back at full health could be a huge game-changing advantage for us on offense in the past game. Now, back to what I was saying a little bit earlier is that Honestly, we had a legitimate case to be 11-2 last season. Now, we can't go back. We can't make excuses. We lost those games fair and square. But two of the losses were, two of our four losses were to contending teams, Ohio State and Iowa. And both games were competitive games. I mean, the Ohio State score looks worse than it is. The injury to Mo Ibrahim definitely shot some of our momentum. But we were hanging in that game through basically almost three quarters with them before things started to fall apart. And then in Iowa, we lost the game by less than a touchdown. So both of those teams that were consistently ranked in the top 10 last year, we were right there with the best of them. But then we had sloppy losses to Bowling Green, which we lost 10 to 14, and then Illinois, who we lost 6 to 14. Now, both of those games, in my opinion, were flukes at best because you know what? We were pretty one-dimensional. We ran the ball. We ran the ball. We ran the ball. And we're going to have more of a pass game now. Not only because Kirk Soroka is back, but we have a quarterback that understands Kirk Soroka's offense in Tanner Morgan, and we still have talented weapons. Yes, we don't have Tyler Johnson. Yes, we don't have Rashad Bateman. But we do have Christian Ottman Bell. He is back, and he was in that offense. He was the third receiver in that offense that did great work. But you know what? We have Brevin Span Ford, who hasn't even been used to his full extent in this gopher offense. And I truly believe he is going to be a weapon in the red zone, unlike anything we've seen in the past few years. So look out for that. But yes, I said we have Christian Ottman Bell. We have Brevin Span Ford. And we have Dylan Wright, who PJ Fleck mentioned kept popping out on the film review over the offseason. But that was prevalent during the games, especially early on and in the final game of the season this past year. Dylan Wright has the talent. He has the hands and he has the size. So I'm extremely excited for this offense. And I think we're going to have a lot of success I'm not just drinking the Kool-Aid. I think there is actual cause for excitement. And we saw that last year, barring the two sloppy games, and we saw that in 2019. Next season, we only have three games on the schedule that should be a competitive toss-up if we play to our standard. That is Wisconsin, Iowa, and Penn State. 
Michigan State, yes, they had a lot of success last year, but they lost the most valuable player on their team. Yes, they still have a lot of weapons, but I think they're going to take a little bit of a hit this upcoming season. Granted, anything can happen in the Big Ten, and that's why we play the games, but I truly believe that there are only three games that should be a competitive toss-up if we play to our standard, which is a big if. And in those three games, I think we get at least one of the win- one of them as wins. So that puts us at an 11-win season. In my eyes, 11 wins. Now you can lose all three of those games and we still get 10 wins. So as I said, there is legitimate reason to expect 10 plus wins on the season this year in 2022-23 for the Golden Gophers football program. Now it's time to talk about the program that is still in contention for a championship for the University of Minnesota, and that is the men's Gophers hockey team, which is coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure the pointless or sometimes intimidating questioning and waiting for the person behind the counter to tell you that they only have a certain brand in their warehouse that they can carry? You have computers in your pocket with your mobile device with access to rockauto.com. Why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. Not just some, but every customer. They have everything you need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So whatever's running wrong on your car, go to rockauto.com right now and see all of the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Again, check rockauto.com. They're going to get you those low prices and we all know we need low prices when it comes to our cars. Our final topic today And it would be a shame if we didn't talk about the sport that we are known for, and that is the state of hockey. We have to talk about the Minnesota Golden Gophers, who are playing in the Frozen Four to try and advance to the national championship for collegiate men's hockey. And not only that, but they have to play in-state rivals at the University of Minnesota State, Mankato. And those Mavericks, man... They're a good team. I'm going to give it to them. You know, I am new to the hockey landscape, and I'm still growing in my intellect for this sport, but I can tell you from watching this team, from reviewing this team and how they've been playing this season, the Mankato Mavericks only have five losses on the season, and those five losses are incredibly fought games that they just happen to lose. This is a tough team we're about to take on, but I do believe that we have what it takes as a program to win this game. Now, as I said, the Mankato Mavericks only have five losses on the season. They lost to St. Cloud, Michigan, Ferris State, Lake Superior State, and Northern Michigan. Now, what I found interesting in these games was that all of these games besides Michigan were played in a back-to-back series, meaning they were playing the same team back-to-back 
in their schedule. But what is interesting about all that is that in three of those four series, the loss came in the first game of these back-to-backs. Now, what this tells me is that Mankato is great when it comes to making adjustments, but they can be caught by surprise in a first-time opponent game, and that's what we have with them this season. And that is perfect when it comes to taking them on in tournament play. Now, of course, that is easier to say than it is to actually secure the dub. So looking at those losses, all of their losses were close games, as I had mentioned previously. Three were in one goal games, and the other two losses were two score games. But those two score games were slightly fluky because they were put away with the final goal coming in the final four minutes of both of those games. So they were one score games all the way up until the final four minutes, meaning Mankato was in the game in the running to get back in. In St. Cloud, they let the second leading goal in with three minutes remaining. And against Northern Michigan, they let that second leading goal in with three seconds remaining. So both of those were almost nearly one-score games as well, which would have meant that all five of their losses came in one-score games. So this team is tough. This team is fierce. But I truly believe that we have what it takes to beat them. But it is going to take specific play from the Golden Gophers. And that play needs to include efficient shots and good looks. Mankato has outshot nearly all of their opponents and held all but one of their losses to under 20 shots according to their stat book. And so Mankato also, more often than not, has dramatically led in faceoffs. They're aggressive, they're shooting the puck a lot, they're winning the faceoffs and taking advantage of the time of attack. Now I couldn't find the specific time of attack, but based on the shot attempts, it is clear that Mankato was further on the attacking end than most of their opponents. But efficient shots and good looks is what is allowing these teams to come up and sneak up on Mankato. So we need to take efficient shots and good looks so that way on the limited amount of shot attempts that we may have, we can find the back of the net. Now, the biggest key in my eyes is we have to get the lead and we have to get the lead early and we have to then hold that lead. Because they're going to get shots off and they're going to win faceoffs, as we have already stated. Now, here is why I say getting the lead is the key. Of course, yeah, getting the lead. Yeah, Kane, let's get the lead to win the game. Yes, I know that sounds obvious, but getting the lead early is what we need. Because of those five losses, almost all of the teams had the lead early. The only team that came back from Mankato having a lead either in the second period or later was the team that is still playing in this tournament, the Michigan Wolverines, who have some of the most talent in the entire tournament. I mean, they have multiple first round draft picks on their roster that are going to the NHL next season. That isn't something that we want to be doing. Now, yes, the Gophers have that type of talent as well, and the Gophers can hold their own against Michigan, but we don't want to be caught playing from behind because this Mankato team, they're not a team you want to be playing catch up with. 
they are an attacking threat. They are consistently shooting that puck. And so we want to get an early goal on an efficient goal. And then it is essentially defensive keep away. Now, yes, we're going to be aggressive. We're going to keep track attacking and we are going to try to expand that lead. But if you can get the lead early, you have to start to milk the clock and keep Mankato on their heels. Those are two of the main things that really need to be looked at. And then finally, we need to be physical. We need to hit players and we need to make sure that our presence is felt on that ice because it is going to be a scrapping game and we are going to be on the defensive quite often. So if we send a message with physical play on that defensive end, we got to send the message right away that we're not here to play. And that is the way I believe that the Golden Gophers can take down Mankato and move on to the national championship in what will hopefully be a rematch of the Big Ten championship against Michigan because we want revenge and we want a chip. So let's do this. Go Gophers. And we're going to wrap this podcast up today. Thank you for tuning in. This is the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. We're just getting started out here. And so if you like what you're hearing, please leave a five-star review wherever you follow the podcast. And if you don't follow, be sure to follow. Again, this is host Kane Rob signing off. I can't wait to get going with you guys. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast. We're going to get a mailbag going soon. But for now, we're going to say see you later. We'll talk basketball transfer possibilities on next episode. See you then.